0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano.
1: We should have a situation in Milwaukee this morning that has not existed for quite some time. You'll have a common council meeting with all 15 districts actually represented
2: by an alderman or woman. When's the last time that happens? has been a while, right? We've had Jeez. seats
1: vacant for one reason or another. We had an older woman pleaded guilty to a couple of felonies, so she's been out for a while. Others got jobs within the administration, so here we are swearing in today for three new members. Andrea Pratt, just elected. District 1, former acting mayor Marvin Pratt's daughter will be sworn in. And the one who kept Lion David Bowen from reentering elective office by just 17 votes, Bowen. Finally conceding last week, Lamont Westmoreland, District 5, and Larissa Taylor, District 9, will all be sworn in at the top of today's monthly full Common Council meeting. So the council now at full strength, if you know all hockey. Right. It's after the power play no longer in effect. We're at full strength. No icing issues. That's right. Also on the agenda, the council likely to green light that 11-story hotel proposal on Farwell and Brady over the objections of this guy. You
2: have the North-South Street Prospect, that where
1: the Sky People live. And uh, who are the Sky People, sir? You have the North-South Street
2: Prospect, that where the Sky People live. The ones with the Great Lake views and the high incomes. And they occasionally come down to Earth, to Brady Street, to shop at Walgreens or CVS, maybe have a bite to eat
1: or whatever. This was one of our favorite guys of the week testifying before a committee that ultimately did approve that proposal unanimously. Didn't want the hotel. Didn't think we need it. And while I kind of disagree with him on that point, I give him a lot of credit for coming down and testifying yeah. before the committee. Ten
2: minute testimony. <laughs>
1: Ten minutes. And didn't let the alderman boss him around. coming okay, down the... in
2: a little far field, though.
1: No, but it's, but not it's not far, far field.
2: field. It is far field. Look, let's, let's focus on this development, the detail Give
1: me a minute. Just one minute. Just. Yeah,
2: you, <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> give me a minute. Let me speak. I'm talking here. His biggest question was, do you need a hotel on the east side right there in that spot when you have hotels less than a mile away? Yes. And his point about
1: the sky people is, well, they're probably interested in hotels and they talk about what the city needs to grow and whatever, but they're not the ones down here at the street level. Yeah living here in the community so again like i said i'm pro-growth i think this is a good project i support it for the city but i completely respect where he's coming from especially the fact that he said i got on a bus i came down here i want my time i want my time sky people (laughs) you're gonna listen to me i do expect the hotel project to pass and with the council now at full strength that would be eight votes now needed for a majority the sky people live
0: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers continued on with their 10-day, 10-game West Coast road trip, and per usual, they just keep on finding ways to win.
2: Murphy to Terang, swinging a high fly deep into right field. Hernandez is back onto the warning track, onto the wall. See you later.
0: Pinch hit, home run. Bryce Terang on the very first pitch. Josh Maurer on the call right here on WTMJ as Terang with a pinch hit Homer in the seventh to put the crew up five to two, and they would eventually go on to win the game seven to three. They are now five and three on their 10-day road trip with two games remaining in Seattle. Corbin Burns, who did get the start, he went five and one-thirds inning while only giving up two earned runs. However, a little scare there in the sixth inning as the former Cy Young winner would exit following some discomfort in his chest. It's a
2: uh, left pec strain, like chest muscle strain, pec, uh, pectoral muscle minor. You know, we'll just see how, not ruling him out for his next start. We'll just kind of see how he feels over the next couple days. He's pretty optimistic um, that, he, you know, he kind of did it on the tag and like the f- fourth then the fourth inning and he doesn't he just kind of progressively got a little tight on him um and really you know kind of called us out there
0: when he just thought it was didn't want to make it any worse manager Craig Council there following the win and the concerns around his star pitcher next up for the 12 and 5 first place brew crew is another eight forty first first pitch tonight Colin Ray is expected to get the start over to the NFL, where the NFL draft, believe it or not, is just over a week away. The Green Bay Packers kicked off their offseason workout program on Monday with Jordan Love presumably getting ready to lead the team into 2023. Now, there are a lot of questions around Love as the starting quarterback, What? but with that being said, there are plenty of people who believe he can be the next franchise leader in Green Bay. Wow said i liked love todd loved love and todd mcshay had jordan love ranked ahead of justin herbert i believe in jordan love as a starting quarterback todd thinks he's going to be phenomenal at least he did when he came out you have to ask todd his opinion now but um yeah i think he's i'm I'm hoping and i think you should be hopeful that jordan love is the right man for the job and you don't have to worry about quarterback for the next x amount of years draft expert from espn there mel Kuiper jr he joined wilde and tausch to discuss the future in Green Bay. Quarterback watch for now, though, in Green Bay. That's going to continue on with the NFL Draft beginning next week on April 27th.
1: Coming up, regardless of your feelings about the downtown streetcar, it's here anyway, so might as well find something fun to do with it on the family, or do with the family on it. That is next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mama
2: said
0: there'll be days like this. There'll be days.
1: Now, folks, know I've been, along with virtually everyone else on this radio station, critical of the streetcar in downtown Milwaukee. Not because I don't think it's cool. I've ridden it, I like it. Just because I didn't think we could afford it at the time, and that's not really the point of our next conversation, anyway.
2: As the trolley goes into the neighborhood of make believe, pretty trolley. mr rogers the
1: hop is here so you might as well use it and enjoy it if you can kelly herbst is founder of milwaukee with kids mkewithkids.com and i think this is super cool what you did Callie. you built out a planner for families who want to make a quick trip or even do a whole downtown day built sort of around the hop route
3: yeah because i've gone on the hop with my kids and they think it's really cool i mean it's this new mode of transportation it's they're really well kept they're spacious um you know these streetcars, and they just it's fun. It's fun to hop on and hop off. And so um, I figured I'd put together a route.
1: so in addition to the you know public free spaces, you've got Cathedral Square on them, also a stop or two for a sweet treat. The cupcake shop is right on that route, right?
3: Right. So okay, so if you if you hop on at either end, right? Like you can get on at Burns Commons on one end or you can get on at the intermodal station at the other end and sort of ride it all the way through. You can get off um, on, at Cathedral Square Park, enjoy the playground there. And then, like you said, there's a the little cupcake shop. Um, but, you know, there's also that Lightfield lantern installation there right now. I mean, Cathedral Square, they always try to have something for p- the public to see and do. So that is a good stop. Um, but then I also would recommend the City Hall stop. I don't know if you guys saw that on the route as well.
1: Yeah, super cool. I've actually taken my kids in there. And you look up, and it's a beautiful old building. It's historic. They've spent... tens of millions of dollars lately restoring it. And it's just a cool spot to stop and look around.
3: Yeah. And I I know my son recently went on a field trip there and all the kids in his class thought it was so cool. You can head up to the top, um, see the glass atrium. There's out there's public tours of the bell tower there, which is a 393 foot um, clock tower. Um, but then also at that stop nearby City Hall is the Groman rooftop garden. That's that MSOE building. And so when it gets nicer, there's a rooftop garden up there with sculptures and plants and flowers and great views of the city. So that could be fun. Obviously, the river walk is right there. Safe House by restaurant is just a short walk from that stop as well. So at that City Hall hop stop, there are a few destinations for families.
2: Kaylee, I think there are still some who have never ridden it. Uh, what do they need to know if they're trying to get on it?
3: So it's, it's just super easy. I mean, it's free. It's just kind of a hop on hop off service. Cars come every 15 to 20 minutes. And then there's actually an app you can download to get a real time update of when it will arrive. Um, if you're wondering, you know, to the minute when it's going to be there. But it's really, it's really easy. We've done it a few times. And it's just, it's kind of just a no brainer. It's just, it's just easy.
1: Were those your kids in the pictures that you posted?
3: Um, a couple of, yeah, that, that cute little blonde girl is, is my, is my yeah. <laughs> kids just sitting there at the, at
1: the stop waiting on the trolley. <laughs> yeah. And
3: then, um, and then we, and then there, there is also a photo of them at the Milwaukee public museum. Um, that's another not the museum, the market, that's a fun stop too. Cause you can get like hot cocoa or there's, um, you know, there's just like fun restaurants there for the kids to eat at. And then you can, um, eat up. On the upper level and, and kind of look at all the hustle and bustle of the market below. So that's a fun stop,
1: too. Look like your trip exactly mirrored mine, right? Stop here, stop there. Sure, a little something to eat, a little something to do. Good times. My mm-hmm. kids enjoyed it. I know yours will, too. The website is mkewithkids.com. Thanks, Callie.
3: Thank you. Bye bye.
1: At 642 today, what we commonly call tax day.
0: I really don't know what I'm doing. Can you tell me how much I owe and I'll just pay it? No, we can't do that. You have to figure out that amount for yourself.
1: Yeah, hopefully you've done that already or are in good position to just hit submit on your online form. Ty, I would like you to crunch those
2: numbers again. It's a program. There's no such thing. Just
1: crunch them. Just crunch them, please.
2: Crunch.
3: Did it help?
1: It did not. We crunched the numbers we owe this year. Yeah. Which not, was not terribly unexpected, but it's not what you want to hear. Right?
2: Well, right. <laughs> I won the lottery. Oftentimes hey. you don't usually hear that you're getting that much back, too, depending on how you're right. going through the process. And they say, like, if you can be disciplined
1: about it, the best thing to do is try to come out to near zero because right. then you're not lending the government money for another eight <laughs> months or whatever it is per, per year. Regardless of your numbers, tax filing deadline is today. How come it's not April 15th? which it usually is. The 15th fell on the weekend. So then when that happens, they push to the Monday. But in this case, the Monday after it was the 17th, that's Emancipation, Emancipation Day, Day uh, holiday in Washington, D.C. Yep. So that's why it's pushed to today.
0: We already know how much you owe exactly. I mean, down to the penny, but you still have to figure that out for yourself. Well, what if I get that amount wrong? You go to federal prison.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and laugh, but you got to send your stuff in. Did you ever have to go to the post office either to send or to
1: report? So that was one of... It was probably the last time we did it, but right before e filing became like the way to file. Yeah, I was when I was reporting for the 10 o'clock at TMJ4. I remember at least once, if not multiple occasions, my 10 o'clock story on tax day was there I was at the downtown post office where they extended (laughs) the hours to midnight, and there was a healthy line. (laughs) Somebody from the post office had to be out there in one of those street vests, you know, with the reflective material because it's dark and they're waving people through who are dropping their.
2: It's gotta be one of the worst days for post office employees. Like, oh, this again.
1: But <laughs> Especially if it's crummy
2: weather, they're out there. Oh. I mean, not anymore. That'll never happen again, right? We're just, we're done with that. We submit online or most people do. Yeah, I think still, if it's postmarked by today,
1: it's considered on mm-hmm. time. So you have to have the post office have an opportunity to process it. But right, the vast majority of us are now doing everything online. Nonetheless, online or otherwise, your taxes are due today.
2: It's a write-off for them. How is it a write-off? They just write it off.
0: (laughs) Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing game one of the opening round in the Eastern Conference playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks did get some positive news regarding their two-time MVP on the back injury he suffered in the second quarter. Adrian, Adrian Wojnowski of ESPN reporting the MRI has come back clean, for Giannis regarding that back contusion, and there is some optimism for his availability availability for game two, which is scheduled for Wednesday. The Milwaukee Brewers won their second game in a row, this time taking care of the Seattle Mariners by a final score of 7-3. to Corbin Burns, who got the start, he went five and one-thirds innings while only giving up two earned runs. However, he would exit in the sixth inning with a chest injury, as the team described after the game as minor. Next up for the Brew Crew is another 8 first pitch. Colin Ray expected to get the start for Milwaukee. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Believe it or not, the NFL draft is next week, and it's not a matter of if but when the Packers decide to trade their four-time MVP while ushering in a new era in Titletown. There are questions facing Jordan Love, who will undoubtedly have big shoes to fill. But the other question we can ask, will he have a fair fight in his chase to fill them? Let me explain here and compare a few things. Jordan Love currently has four wide receivers on the Green Bay depth chart, all of them. Who will be second year players coming into 2023? And as much as I love Christian Watson, there needs to be a few veteran ads here before this season begins. That is not up for debate. When Aaron Rodgers took over in 2008, he had two well established pass catchers in both Donald Driver, he's pretty good, and Greg Jennings. He was pretty good too, while he eventually went on to throw for over 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns. Also, in 2008, they had some younger talent to pair with those veterans and guys who turned out to be pretty well for themselves in Jordy Nelson and James Jones. Love will have the ability to lean on guys like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon early and often out of the backfield, but if the Packers want to get a good evaluation on their former first-round draft pick who they traded up to pick, he is going to need more help as most young quarterbacks do. And sure. You can say that Jordan Love should be familiar and comfortable with the Matt LaFleur offense, and he probably is, but that really doesn't mean a thing if no one is open or guys are making mental mistakes all over the field. I think the future with Jordan Love could be good. It should also be tempered with any expectations, especially going into year one as a starter with many, many holes all over the roster, both on offense and defense. The eventual trade of Aaron Rodgers, one day it's going to happen, I promise you, Packer fans, but in my opinion, That should be used to help bring in more firepower for love and truly give him a good chance to showcase what he can or cannot do.
1: At 6:53, the Bucks working to even their opening-round playoff series at Fiserv Forum tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. Still not clear this morning is the status of superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo, who left Sunday night's game with a hard fall to the floor.
0: He has a back contusion. Um, there was X-ray. That was clear here. So we'll monitor him. See how he does.
1: You know, see how he wakes up. How he feels the rest of tonight, tomorrow. And those Bucks head coach Mike Budenholz are after the game on the injury. So, what can we expect from Giannis and the Bucks as we embark on what we hope is a championship run? Two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Lori Nickel, with us this morning. Lori, you pointed out in your piece following the game Sunday night, if Giannis goes out in a playoff game, no less, he is hurt for real.
4: Yeah, that's not something he usually does. And and you saw it, right? He went out and then probably snuck guys by four guards and three trainers and six doctors to get back on the court. <laughs> I right, just kidding, checked
1: but. back in, right.
4: <laughs> but that's his nature and the Bucks know that. They've known that for a long time. He just um he'll play through as much pain as he can uh, until somebody forces the issue and that in that case it was Boonolser who pulled him out I think like a minute and a half later again.
2: That's why, Laurie, I fully expect him to play tomorrow. <laughs> I fully expect right. to, just the way he is.
4: Totally. With a smile on his face, looking great. You know, but who they have so many uh, great options for treatment for something like that. It's just, you know, the back is tricky, and we don't know anything about his status or anything, so we don't know the severity of the contusion. Um, I'm assuming it was on his tailbone, but, you know, that hurts, so... You know whether you get cortisone shots or whether you just deal with the pain or you rest a lot, um, you do the treatments in in house. I'm not sure, but I agree. I kind of expect him to play as well.
1: Talking with Lori Nicola, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I do want to ask you more about uh, a couple of things on Giannis. But first, on the Bucks, this team is capable of winning, especially against Miami in a short series without Giannis. I mean, we have a better than 500 record when Giannis doesn't play.
4: Exactly, and that's why I think Sunday was so alarming. If you're a Bucks fan, um, for the long term, you know the Bucks are 11 and six without Giannis in games that mattered. There were two more games that he rested at the end of the year that didn't count, but in competitive games, they they were able to win without him. And we even saw this two years ago during the championship run. Remember when he went out with yeah. that bended backward leg thing and Brook Lopez? Um, took over and drew holiday took over and Sunday, Chris Middleton was really the only guy who excelled um, above and beyond. So that's uncharacteristic for this team. And maybe it was a one game fluke. Maybe Miami just got lucky, not lucky, but you know, you don't shoot 60% day in and day (laughs) out. So maybe it was just a weird game, but I think there's a lot for the bucks to consider to work on going forward.
2: Lori, who is the onus on? I was at the game uh, as well, and it seemed a little flat. Is the onus on the, the team to get the crowd fired up, or is the onus on the crowd to get the team ramped up?
4: We were talking about that in the press box, seriously. We were, because when, even when Giannis went down with the injury, there was so much fake noise, you know? like, And it's yeah. not their fault, but there's music pumping, there's an announcer talking, and it's like, it just didn't feel like the crowd... Was that into it, or, or really like jazzed for a big playoff run? So, I I would never tell fans how to act. You paid your money, you go do what you want to do. But this is this is a special year. I, things are going to change a lot probably after this year. Some guys may leave. There's new ownership coming in. Like if you're a Bucks fan, you gotta kind of live it up and enjoy the moment now. Because I know as a reporter, I'm not. To me, this this is like a big year, and after this, I I can't be certain that there will be perennial championship contenders year in and year out.
1: I do want to make sure that we uh, point to the article that you wrote uh, about a week or so ago about Giannis. It gives us a window, Lori, into who this guy is and some of the things he deals with. I know when we're talking about 1000000 dollar athletes and stuff, sometimes it's hard for us to feel sympathy or maybe empathy is a better word, but, man, when you're on top of the mountain like Giannis is, Things are a challenge. Life is a challenge in ways that people don't always give these guys credit for.
4: Thank you for mentioning that. I pinned that to the top of my thing on on Twitter, the article. There were two articles, and Giannis and his family started this foundation. It's called the Charles Antetokounmpo Family Foundation. And the only reason that Giannis opened up to me about mental health was because the foundation, that's one of the things they support. They're working with a local group and a Dote to provide free mental health for Milwaukeeans. That's really critical right now. And for Giannis, it was serious enough in 2020, right after he signed that Supermax, he was dealing with so much, the pressure to pick a team, where does he stay in Milwaukee? Does he go somewhere else? The pressure coming out of the bubble, the isolation that he dealt with being in Orlando without his family, the pressure that's on him 24-7 to be the best at everything. He's got, you know, he can't just be naturally charming with the dad jokes and the stuff that Milwaukeeans all love about him driving through drive throughs and getting, you know, nuggets or whatever. 50. He's 50. He's got to be like the best at, at everything. And he finally acknowledged, and this is the interesting point, like, something was wrong. He didn't even want to play anymore. And we're talking about Giannis Cumpo, the gym rat, the guy who works all the time at the game, who loves the game. If you don't love something anymore that you used to love, there's something wrong. And a lot of credit goes to him. A lot of people think, oh, you go and talk to a psychologist or a therapist, which is what Giannis did. And, you know, you're not just sitting there sipping tea and talking for an hour and laying back in the couch. It's work. Giannis decided to really work on himself. That usually means developing coping mechanisms or it means homework or it means reading books or looking at other people's situations and and taking a page out of their playbook for dealing with mental health. Giannis decided at the most critical time in his life when he had so much pressure and he's got a young family to work on another part of himself, which was his mental health. After that work. He became a better player. He won another MVP, and he became an NBA championship uh, champion. And he credits a lot of that to the work that he did with counseling. And, again, that goes through the Family Foundation and why the entire family, this is one of the causes that they're passionate about, is talking about mental health and supporting people who might need a little hand up to get therapy if they need it.
1: Well, now let's just get a massage and back out on the court on Wednesday yes. night. Lori Nickel from the Milwaukee Journal <laughs> Sentinel. Thanks, Thanks, Lori.
4: Thank you so much. Appreciate you.